Hello and welcome to the Drama Zone. Oh! You get it? I did the thing because of the episode. Oh shit, Jamian. now I wish I could remember the other night when I rewrote all of our names as Shakespeare plays. Uh, I don't know. Uh, let's oh, see. Yeah. I remember what they were. I was, I was Max Beth. Um, right. Let's see. I'm Dylan. I, I was Sabathello. I, I, think, I think I just put for you, yes, yeah, Sabathello. Uh, Dylan, I think for you I just put uh, Much Ado about Dylan. And then <laughs> Randy was just Randy, Randy and, and Juliet. Juliet. And then yeah. Evan was a Midnight Summer's Evan. Yeah. I, I like that. It's too bad Evan couldn't be here this week. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm this Dylan. week, this night. You heard of people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah, this sorry. is the fucking like theater episode. Yeah, and, it's, it's, and Evan's it's, the big it's, theater. It's the theater. Like, I mean, I used to be a theater kid, so I can like maybe get into that a bit. But Evan's like the one who. I mean, still I, does it. I did improv with Evan, and kind of like we went to different high schools for a little while. But like, I did improv there and at his at his high school. Anyway, yeah, anyway let so, me show yeah. you. Let me show you some of my own great acting skills. Yeah. Uh, I'm Dylan. Uh, so, we're on the Ringo Zone. <laughs> and, you know, Ringo Guys is also the name of one of the Beatles. And the Beatles were performers. And performers are on stage, just like the episode. Yeah. Sweet segue! Okay, Dylan, Dylan, like, you know, episode being written down. Dylan, can you explain to me? <laughs> Dylan, can you explain to me how you were speaking through Max's channel? Because that yeah. really fucked with me. I possessed him very briefly. I'm I, scared. Yeah. He body snatched him. So speaking, we're talking about historical yeah, friction tonight. We're, yeah, there we go. And uh, first off, Max went out before us, and in, in, in our super secret chat, you guys can't hear that the script is like crazy long. And I like, I just, and now I'm thinking, I like that Mayor Dewey maybe put an insane amount of description into each page. He's like, camera left, a single bird flies through the screen. Like, he's just, this very cinematic thing that's impossible to produce. Oh my god, yeah, no, that's definitely, like, screenwriting 101 is, like, um, you have to be brief in your descriptions. And I imagine this applies to plays as well, because the big rule of writing yeah, a screenplay the big is, is you can only yeah. write, you have to write what the audience sees. That's what a screenplay <clears throat> does. Essentially, yeah. 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 So, uh, so James, so uh, Mayor Dewey's original story, um, I, I, it's was very, a, essentially fan fiction. Yeah, but I think it's also like okay, so he's like that guy's original, whatever his name was, uh, William Dewey. William Dewey. He was a guy, and then he told his son like, "This is how it all happened." And then well, he, I think he died, I and think... then like, it slowly happened. And then I think eventually, like, they never heard the story, and then like their old Alzheimer grandpa was like, "And then I turned fifty. And he turned like really like, <laughs> "What the fuck is this story anymore?" And, and then, then William I Dewey, I, a then, yeah. And Buck doing or uh, uh, Mayor doing made it as fucking idealized as possible at the end. So it's like a really weird fucked up version of the real story. Well, see what I think it was. Isn't is there like that, a story uh, like that named Paul Bunyan or something? I think the original William Dewey probably like did tell the truth to his kids. Yeah, but then like yeah. he dies, crazy. and so his grandson is like. Happy Grandpa found Beach City. He's like, shit, I can't tell this kid he comes from a long line of fuck-ups. Uh, <laughs> well, he was perfect, and he turned into a 50-foot giant. That's yeah. kind of what happened to the story. I'm not totally lying. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and what about those women we see that constantly turn into 50 feet tall? Are they related to him? And he goes, well, the hot one is, but don't yeah. tell him. <laughs> so Maybe I he secretly wants to be a gym. 
Yeah. Well, don't we all? No, I want to oh. die one day. Do not put immortality on me. Fuck that. That's <laughs> something I look forward to. And I, I call dibs on Dylan's theoretical immortality so I can be double immortal. Do it, please. Don't <laughs> double do that. immortal. That's I've actually had nightmares where I couldn't die, and I'm like, no, this forever. <laughs> I'd actually rather not discuss this because yeah. it gives it's, me a little panic. It's a little dark. So yeah. let's change so I the subject. That, yeah, I was move that on to. <laughs> so on the side of crisis. people being crazy and a little bit unsettled with their own mortality let's talk about pearl on that couch boom segue well, actually, segue before noise we do that, before <laughs> we do that let's wanna... talk about the friendship between jamie and steven because oh, yeah, yeah, i yeah, love where that. i wanted to go because um yesterday you know we were talking about uh the friendship between steven and sour cream and um we're like you know well you know sour cream like he acknowledges steve he's like hey what's up it's not like one of the gang but i have a feeling that for jamie like Steven is actually he's his only good, friend. Yeah, he's not only a good friend, <laughs> but his only friend. And the only reason you can take it. I feel like Jamie's done enough bullshit to his, the people around him that he's had friends and just destroyed those relationships very <laughs> the easily. The problem is, like, Beach City isn't a very artistic community. It's, yeah. you know, it's like, it's a very, yeah, it's, it, yeah, it's, a, it's a commerce-driven community. And Jamie does not have worthwhile commerce. Yeah, he lives, he, Maybe lives Jamie just of a, gets friend-zoned constantly. <laughs> in the drama I mean, it's well, like, you he know, got friend zoned by a walking, talking relationship. The problem so. is, he gets friend zoned like, because friend zoning doesn't exist. But keep going. It, it's like I think Ooh. like maybe <laughs> Jamie, Jamie would probably get along with Sadie because like Sadie is like the actual nicest person in <laughs> Steven. If Sadie doesn't like you, you're an asshole. There's plus, you know, plus you know, like Sadie probably knows Jamie through like her mom or whatever. Oh, yeah, so I mean, yeah, that's the thing. Like they probably do know each other. Like. Ronaldo would get along with him a little. I don't know how much. I don't think like, I don't think Jamie would get along with Ronaldo. Is bigger. Problem. Yeah, that's hard I think to Ronaldo deal with. would like Jamie. Jamie would not, because the thing is, like, Jamie is all about like art, while Ronaldo is all about fucking batshit insanity. Yeah. Well, I think okay, that's an interesting parallel. Is like okay, so people who take the show really, really seriously, as far as like, and then the the art and the and then you don't get the the point of it. And the drama of the care, and you're like, okay, you're taking this a little bit far, but it's also important. And then Ronaldo, Speaking of the art of the show. Uh, how about Lion Three getting nominated for an oh, Emmy? Yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that yeah. game. Way, way to go, guys! Yeah, awesome. Wow, wow, wow I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna be honest. I'm rooting for Adventure Time, Jake the Brick, because that's He's just like. Traitor. No, that's like one of the best episodes of television okay. I've like ever seen in my life. Was Rebecca associated with that episode? No. Who gives Fuck a that. shit? Doesn't have anything to do with it. Lion Three, yeah. okay, because also, Lion Three was—we're uh, not talking about Lion Three. We're talking about Eternal Friction. Yeah. Sorry, I just okay. went, I turned it to well, Lord Black for a Steven section. Universe. True enough. Yeah. Yes. Well, also, I just want to look up really quickly. Uh, storyboard artist for yeah, it wasn't a Joe Johnston and Jeff Lee that made Lion Three. So yeah, yep. yeah. I wanted to really quickly. If anyone just listening knows. What the fuck is Rebecca Sugar's job? Because she she's the showrunner. Yeah, okay, she so, yeah, knows she's the overall the show, story. You know, I know the showrunner is, but that's what, that's what her job. She also storyboards episodes. No, I know. Yeah, I she's know the creator. Yeah. Wait, stuff, so were you asking credited. that rhetorically? No, you know the answer. No, because I'd say it's it. never actually like stated anywhere. She is a showrunner, but and she's created storyboarded like eight created, episodes well, or something. But that's created by. She does a little bit of everything. Yeah, well, she has enough credit. Showrunner does. Yeah. 
But yeah, she's input on songs, on animation, all the characters. She writes some of. The, she's a songwriter that's what as well. Wonder is I know. I'm just saying. I I want to know if she has a job title because she's never credited anywhere as a specific. So I, she, it, she's, she's the creator. The word. It's created by yeah. Rebecca Sugar. Okay, but you understand someone can create a show and then leave, like, and then it still says created by. So I'm just wondering where her job title is. That's all. I was just if anyone knows an animation business, there's a different word but for showwriter. I'm gonna go on like. I'm like I'm getting, uh, I guess you really anything like like. Video games if you speak creative director. Yeah, so I don't know if she's creative director or what it is. I know there is a director or one. I can't remember who it was. Anyways, okay, so that reminds me of directing a play. That was a pretty easy one. Uh, oh, yeah, no, IMDb officially credits her as creator. Yeah, so yeah, so so yeah frustrating. Yeah, whatever. Um, yeah. Pearl, I was going to say, Pearl-wise episode, this is my favorite Pearl episode because it shows her, like, vulnerability as a character. It shows her, like, strength and like like awareness of like i'm kind of a wreck like she kind of seems to know that but not acknowledge with it generally little, you know, pearl's, with like little finally... to no effort might i add this was impressive yeah. like they didn't like they didn't do much with pearl like, but they like did a lot quantifiably but the yeah. quality of it was really good what like, they did with the little time yeah. she had well, like, exactly like, like, yeah. i mean i the, like the mannerisms just... what she says Lord, we were talking really human no dylan you were you go on because dylan you, before you were saying how like all good characters have flaws and like this was yeah. the early episode and how yeah. this is, i think that's really meta because it's like all characters have flaws and there's been a lot of like i've been in this very long argument with, i think somebody who has three different accounts at this point who their whole thing is that like pearl has all these problems that the, the, and now it's Garnet has no problems. And everybody's flawed. All the characters have problems. Garnet is too stoic and doesn't really know like the difference between running a team and having relationships with people sometimes. Pearl is entirely obsessed with certain things and living in the past, unable to function. Amethyst is entirely unable to think about emotions and herself as a person. Everybody has a flaw. I would say Steven doesn't really have one yet. I think his flaw is that he's trying to become somebody that he hasn't self-realized at all or self-actualized, but he's also a 12-year-old boy. So I think, exactly. I, think of, I think of Stephen as a victim of circumstance. No, exactly. That's what I'm saying. He's a 12-year-old and he hasn't self-realized and said, like, exactly. no, I'm my own person. He but hasn't grown I mean, into the say, person he's supposed to it's be. It's not that Stephen isn't flawed. It's that Stephen's big flaw is that Stephen still does not fully understand the gravity of the situation. Yeah. And, and who he is in that situation. But again, he's 12, yeah. so it's like... But all of them, it's like, I can understand why it, was, where Pearl is flawed or Red Guard. So this episode is almost like shouting in our faces that it's really well-timed after all this Pearl shit. I think they kind of realize it's going to be like, do you get it? Characters have problems. That's what makes them good characters. All across the board. That's why Garnet reacting too harshly is bad. And it's why Pearl tricking Garnet is bad. But that's why they're great. The only, like, and that's the why only Garnet doing cocaine character. in a motel room makes her bad. <laughs> oh god, no! I'm just saying, the only character without any flaws is Nana Flaw because oh, she's she goes for the ass. She's a perfect little angel. Goes for the Nana Flaw is a special she's, snowflake. She's the one that drives the ass man. <laughs> <laughs> no, I fucking, I fucking love that. Just like, uh, it's not just that Nana Flaw like slaps Amy on the ass. She like reaches out and like pushes his butt. Yeah, she's and, like, she's like, it's like and, yeah, no, and then like the pose like he goes for he does like a fucking like kick and I'm like the JB action figure press the button on his butt for his She's the invasive action. type that like diddles her fingers right at the end right there and it gets up in there. Yeah, she's, she's fingering she's, him she's a little that bit. kind of creeper. Just grab a little yeah. hand. So, no, so. I, so we're gonna move on a little bit but I just want to say about Pearl too this is the most relaxed we've ever seen Pearl like in any episode. Like she's and sitting like there it. stressing. Yeah and that's why and this is like okay like, Pearl Lauren, is really Lauren's enjoyable too. when she's chilling. Yeah, this is Lauren Zook's second episode. I, I'm most positive. I'm not gonna look it up so I don't click around. But I, I, I heard. I it believe it actually earlier. is. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So, 
it really had a lot of it made me it reminded me a lot of chill teen honestly chilly teen whatever oh yeah definitely that's that, that weird sense tone. of humor yeah and the sense of humor but also had this tone of the way that pearl was handled where it was kind of like speckled in and it was significant but it didn't bring me out of everything so it was still funny but i was like oh pearl's being real as fuck right now like this is like not her being like rose let me do this for you it was like her being a very relatable person that i've been many times in my life questioning my value and who i am and what i've done to people so uh, this is my best favorite pearl scene ever and it was like two minutes long at the lot it was less than two minutes long so yeah good job lauren zook you're my new I favorite storyboarder yeah I, I, I think lauren I really enjoys pearl's character because i've seen uh on her uh blog on tumblr she does do uh she does do you know art of all the other characters but she seems to really enjoy drawing pearl and i think that she likes writing pearl and she does a good job Blech. Sorry, good job writing Pearl as well. Yeah, her, and her I really the, the Pearl and Chili Chilitied uh was very like also grounded and a little bit funny and whimsical to a point. Mm-hmm. Like, but very much like a person. She wasn't like Steven at any point. She was very much like Steven. Like it was like a lot more relaxed. And I liked this yeah. episode a lot for that. I don't know. And it, it added a lot of value to the episode as far as seeing history and stuff like that. But it would because it was all through Pearl's lens, even if it was just to add historical accuracy. It gave it a nice tone of like Pearl's doing something and it's relaxed. She's not nothing crazy. I don't I don't know who pointed out, but I do love that Pearl is the parent at the theater who's like yelling at their oh, kids yeah, on me. stage and where yeah. so that, yeah, no, that's the thing where people I don't like people call Pearl or his, his mom and they they negate the other gems. That's unfair. Oh. But I do love that she's like she is the mom who at Amethyst and Garnet, if they were there too and Pearl did it, I think Maybe Amethyst would she I'm a chime in, but Pearl is the mom who goes there inappropriately. No, yells. Garnet Garnet would definitely be like, Woohoo! Yeah, she would give a woo like the I love my band inside of uh I love your band and we do I made a, I made a, uh, I made a observation that like, man, if she just had a camcorder in that scene, that would have been just perfectly hilarious. Because oh, that would be great. but then somebody made a point, they're like, wait a minute, you know how Pearl's really good with light and holograms and projections and stuff? What if she herself essentially is a camcorder and she was just kind of She'll like play like the show back for Amethyst and Garnet she at could. some point. Well, also she could show them what actually happened if she wanted. She I could to- check the actual thing. Yeah, no. Um, and the, <laughs> actually, no. That's something I wanted to point out. I brought it up when we were watching the episode, but I love at the end when Pearl pats Mayor Dewey on the head and says, "What's two hundred years before, between <laughs> friends?" And the thing that gets to me is. Does she not realize it's a yeah. different person? Does she think he's the original William Dewey? a good joke, but now that I think about it, I think that might have been a joke that's just like a thinker, where you're like, oh wait, like, because she doesn't, I wanted to bring something we're talking about on the wait until now, like, because she doesn't interact with humans, like, she knows her mortal, but it's probably pretty easy. Like, if she didn't have seen around, she would totally forget that people eat when she sees something. She would totally for like, she would know, but she wouldn't think, like, oh, yeah, you're hungry. So, like, she totally wouldn't think, like, oh, yeah, you died. It was 200 years ago because time is yeah, so you know, weird to me. Because keep in mind, like, Pearl's previous interaction with Dewey in uh, political power, like, the thing that gets to me is, like, Pearl has, like, no sense of scale of time in relation to humanity so yeah. she's just like ah, whatever happened to hunting and gathering so i'm like i think it's very feasible that like she just doesn't but, realize how yeah. long it's been or that like people die but, but, but and... then also she she performed a play thinking yeah. that a man that ran the town for 200 years wrote a play about himself and that it was extremely inaccurate and then she made a bunch of corrections he weirdly sat down next to her she uncomfortably got back up and then had a weird talk with him afterwards what a different episode that is from her perspective that this guy wrote a weird narcissistic version about it 
canceling her. Well, out. it's just how humans get yeah. old and senile. <laughs> he's got Alzheimer's. <laughs> like, like I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm sorry. You know, I don't normally do, but I'm ahead canoning the shit out of this one. It's just really funny. I don't think it was necessarily even like, oh yeah, maybe you can look at it that way. I think it might have been the bit was that like she thinks that it's the same guy. It's like why yeah. else is that line there? Also, okay, this is how I'm choosing to interpret it, unless contrary otherwise. Like I'll Twitter. Uh, Matt Burnett and get him to like yell at me and tell me to go kill myself or something. <laughs> I kill your fucking self, but also here's some legitimate information. Now, I love exactly. his style. It's exactly what I would do. People call him professional, but I'm also like, if I adult on a show with like our fans, I would be not able to function with that acting way he does. Matt Burnett is like the only person who hates the Steven Universe fandom more than yes, we so, do. Yeah. <laughs> we would get along great with him, actually. Yeah, I would love to have him like on the really show. We would not like a boys who would just complain. We'd be like, yeah, isn't it shitty how everybody fucks? Like, our Pearl Net, let's talk about bullshit that is. Matt Burnett's like the type of guy who, if you like, took him out for a drink, you would end up just like shouting about something you hate in common with him oh, yeah. for like three hours. I am that guy, by the way. If you ever meet me, feel like that. That's I just feel like I feel like if we had Matt Burnett on the show, it just means we <laughs> all become Statler and Waldorf. <laughs> Is this? I just imagine you him just... like just being a caricature of his own Twitter icon, just constantly like. That's just what he looks like all day. Just like, uh, he's just a frozen picture of a man slamming his fist on the table with the cigarette flying out of his mouth, screaming at you. <laughs> In fact, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, like, tweet at him right now and see if we can get a response. Yeah. Uh, right. to, to, at Mappernet, uh, <laughs> does Pearl not realize that Mayor Dewey is not William? Yeah, send that. I don't expect but to get an answer, get an but we'll answer, see what happens. I'll add a little tag at the end of this episode, and if we well, don't, we'll, then we'll uh, post the link to the, to the reply. Yeah, I mean, I would ignore us. Yeah, I, you I would ignore me. Dumb assholes. Um, so the the crystal gems. <laughs> I'm the topic of dumb assholes, Jamie. Um, actually, that was a smooth Whoa, segue. that was mean. No, that was mean. He's an adorable dumb asshole, but he is. I say asshole like in a you know, pod, Like you, you guys are dumb assholes. I don't love you. You know what I mean? It's oh, okay. like right, our yeah. fans are oh, okay, shitty yeah. fucking idiots, and I hate them. But that's like affectionate in my way I talk. <laughs> I don't know. I don't let it show affection. Follow us. Right. Listen to our stuff. Fuck you. I, I call my girlfriend a several words I can't say on this podcast because of political correctness. Affectionately, every single day. I'm a very, uh, yeah. That's so I do things. You call your girlfriend Evan? How oh, yeah. oh my god! Oh, no. oh god! Can I? We're at the censor that. We're gonna have to censor <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, hell yeah. Oh. Randy, I'm sorry. Just you know, like play. I don't know. A fucking like, play the entirety of this episode's truck. audio over this. <laughs> yeah, yeah for, for, so, so, so Pearl, Pearl wrote the Crystal Gems. Like I don't think Stephen wrote that. Obviously, Mary Dewey didn't. But that's sort of like she even wrote herself, where she's like, "I'm doing this for the brilliant rose quartz," and then like throws, throws the fucking she's rose like, petals yeah, everywhere. Like, she played it so well, and then Gar, what was actually I got Garnet was a box in the movie star sunglasses. But her lines weren't very like Pearl being like inflammatory or anything. It was very no, no, very, of course it not. Very, it was just very maybe well, no, what Garnet actually said, even potentially, like you know what I mean. It was very like Garnety. It was very regular yeah, regular I, I, I love uh, the throwback to Love Letters with Jamie's like very good swimmers. Yeah, he added that. Yeah. I feel like he should have covered himself in water though. Just like <laughs> sat back on the chair and pulled And just you slowly watch the box like bend at the corners from like the water. Yeah. And then I love he's gotta get amethyst there quickly, so he's like improvised. Like, I'll put Here's a, a mop. I'll put a rhinestone on a yeah. mop. <laughs> and I'll, I'll I'll talk with my hand over my mouth. No one will know. That was great. I honestly, if I were ever cosplay, I can never get handle going to a convention. I think we've covered this on the podcast. I can't handle 
convention situation or being around cosplayers on the subway makes me fucking want to kill myself. But if I had to cosplay anything, I would just carry a mop around with a rhinestone on it and be like, that's the whole thing. I'd wear, a box, I'd wear a box and sunglasses and a mop. <laughs> yeah. No, not even that. Just the mop. Just walking around with that. <laughs> it's like, hey, I'm just a human that's hanging out with Amethyst. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, the monster that they fought... Uh, do you looked a lot the like the centipedal mother. It looked a lot like the centipedal yeah, mother. Yeah, and they, did, they wasn't bubbled, so maybe like it got away then, and they just hadn't seen it for a long fucking time, and that's that's the centipedal. The only problem with that is that they, in the first episode, they act very surprised when they first saw it. They're like, what is this thing? Oh my god, it can spit acid. Well, they, okay, well, they also they saw it about the ocean, so did the centipedal motherfucker around the ocean. Also, maybe that's just like a, a, a shape. It's just arms, there's only four. Also, there was purple tentacles, maybe it was just generic sea monster. Oh yeah, those are part of it, yeah, so no, that wasn't, yeah, it was like a sea monster gem with like a yes, it was. I think, I think, I think just because, like, the centipedal is the most pervasive monster that Steven saw, he just made a cardboard cutout of the centipede. Yeah. and like use it for the shadow puppet and, and for for the the giant woman i like some people are saying well pearl had to be there for her to know it. she also could have just been like what happened and they were like well we turned into a giant woman and like so it does that this will be pearl i don't think it was a temple fusion because then they probably as like the, the show would i think it might it, have been because the hair was long no, that makes sense but I, for the show though for the way they function i feel like they would be like and we're gonna put the arms in and then they'll know and because that's their whole they have that philosophy i think in that brunette's philosophy i think you said where it's like it's better to ha not have people be surprised, but realize, like, oh, I knew it. So having it be like, oh, that was a temple fusion would be totally a thing they would do. They wouldn't, like, cut off two of the arms, I feel like, unless there's Actually, a reason that's, that happened. The thing that kind of interests me is that Rose Quartz was, like, not among the crystal gems within the play. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She did. yeah, I was wondering if that, why would, why would she, I guess she had not, like, 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 Pearl like maybe Pearl just didn't there. want to see somebody, like, imitating Rose. Yeah, that's what Rose. I was saying. Like, if she was there, would she not add her? Because she wouldn't want someone to be Rose because it would feel inappropriate. Because I would feel weird writing, like, my dead lover into a play having some, like, idiot play. Like, as <laughs> what I see, like, it'd be an idiot that just is doing a dumb thing. Feels like Pearl's my, projecting a little bit son. I would be weird about I would, it. I would write my dead lover into a play if I knew that we could get Terry Crews to play. Oh, yeah. oh, my, oh god. my god. I'm not even kidding. I, my, Terry my, Crews could play anybody and make it compelling. My girlfriend would honestly be so, like, flattered and find that so funny that if she did die <laughs> and I was, like, wrought with pain, I would she do would it be, in, her, in her memory. Like, you would She would be rolling in her grave with laughter yeah she like would, she, if you yeah, could get terry she Cruz. would be so like if she could be a ghost afterwards like thank you that was hilarious and then like fade <laughs> the way into heaven like that would be her last yeah that like i don't think even racists hate terry cruz it's just <laughs> terry cruz <laughs> and he's one of those actors too who likes to get called his own name which i find the funniest fucking thing like when they name characters terry and stuff like that i love that yeah uh like, um, so yeah, I would now. Uh, now we're we're gonna start a petition to have Terry Crews play everybody in the live action Steven Universe. Oh, uh, wouldn't he be that great we're producing though, Terry as like like I don't know who he would be. Uh, Mr. I Smiley, Terry's a fusion Mr. Smiley, and <laughs> he can't wear any clothes the entire time. So, so I saw no. this around today. And I, th I know I've seen it before too, though. But if Greg and Steven fuse, how good would Jack Black be for the voice? Yes. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. Right. I, I never liked that idea until I heard Jack Black. I was like, wait, <laughs> wait, wait. This is amazing. Wait a That's second. That's weird. Based on what Vidalia It's weird that you say that. I was just watching. I was watching Kung Fu Panda about an hour ago. Yeah. Because I was yeah, like, I, I can't wait that. for the third one. Oh, now. That's what be a exciting. crazy yeah. coincidence. There's Let's just. De <laughs> yeah. Have I ever told you guys about like my thing about Kung Fu Panda? Too? No. Go ahead. We have a lot of time. like this. This. Like, in serious film discussions, this gets me, like, the weirdest looks and responses. <laughs> no. Kung Fu Panda 2 is, like, 
the most perfect sequel to anything ever. <laughs> no, I I agree one hundred percent. No, because here's the thing: Kung Fu Panda Two is a movie that's like seventy <clears> percent <throat> action scenes with like little to no dialogue going on towards them, or like some, but it's like not moving the plot forward. It's just you know spectacle, spectacle, spectacle. But like the thirty percent of the movie that is plot is told really well. And the thing is, it's like the movie just kind of like. It doesn't shoehorn in anything it doesn't need to. Okay, we're going to expand on the personalities of the minor characters from the last movie, and we're finally going to address that adoption thread, because we can't not do that. But it's like there's no, like, regression of the hero. There's no, like, relearning lessons. It's just like, okay, we have some stuff left over that we need to take care of. Let's wrap that up. That's a really good critical analysis of Kung Fu Panda I've never seen any of them. This is what I have seen, though. You know those, those, like, it's a trope at this point, actually, in culture, of the dollar store DVDs that are like really awkwardly animated instead of being called Ratatouille, yes. it's like Ratatouille. I saw one, I went to a dollar store and I saw it and I was like, this is a thing of gold. It was a combination of Kung Fu Panda and then the second half turned into Ratatouille. It wasn't like combined, but it, like it, like the story oh, trailed up. Like it was a single movie. Yeah, and there was no, there was, wait, did you, changed. Did you buy yeah, this? it was a dollar and there was no dialogue and the music looped the entire time. It looked like honestly something that like after watching the whole thing, a monster was going to come and kill me. It seemed like very like ring-esque. Like, <laughs> it seemed like the panda who just jumped forward and kicked the same animation over and over again. He's going to like kick open me. your closet yeah, door at like three in the morning. And fucking murder me. And then like the next person <laughs> find that DVD. it's like the end of fucking uh hellraiser and then you see the dvd back in there and there's that same old indian guy and he's like would you like the dvd like it was like a really it was scary almost at points where i'm like how is this real how did this get fucking put on a dvd to for me to buy people graphic designers made a box plastic was made and it was used for this for the bu- resources like was, were yeah, spent resources were allocated to this thing existing <laughs> <laughs> manpower man yeah. hours were put it was, into yeah this. but it was amazing this could have this plastic case could have been used to bottle water for a starving and, and, person and also realize we that somebody was not working on this. the cure for and, cancer and, because they did yeah, this instead also realized there was no dialogue but there's also no subtitles and there also was no like miming around like silent movie shit it was it was just weird shit happening it was like he fought guys and then he walked away there was no like implication of interaction really whatsoever the, <laughs> the rat just like cooked food and he wasn't even under a guy's hat it was well, still it was really weird. what you paid oh, Dylan, please tell oh my god i was gonna room. say I might have if we could like live stream this and yeah. watch this film what was I, it would, I don't i don't have no idea what it was called i, I saw want the box to with a, with a uh, panda with like a, be- a karate belt kind of thing on, and then also like a really poorly made mouse that just looked like a mouse. Yeah, you just purchased yeah, how would I not? I also bought like 400 packs of gum for $2 and a bunch of three year old candy. Have some self respect. Yeah, be 20, yeah. dude. Like, get 50 bucks in your pocket and spend it all on the most things you could buy. Have you ever looked on Netflix and seen that those weird, like, B movie animated films like yeah. Ivan the Incredible, like The Legends of Thor's Hammer and The Hammer Can Talk. <laughs> oh God, no! See that, that. that one thing you said, Dylan, remind me of uh, my fucking like 18th birthday. Yep. Okay. <laughs> um. Well, no, actually, I think I have to see if I still have this online. If I do, uh, we could just like uh, <coughs> link it or something. Um, I might have put it on. I know I put it on YouTube. I don't know if it's still on there. It's just the thing I wrote called "My Last Official Day as a Child," which was like uh, the last day of being seventeen before I turned eighteen. And basically, that day was like I didn't eat all day long, uh, just because of like reasons. And like I spent 
all of my money on comic books and like I lost the things that would allow me to eat food on my college campus <laughs> and like get into the mess halls oh and stuff. Oh my god. So so like I had one dollar left and I knew where there was like a glitchy vending machine. And so I just spent that one dollar on like ten packs of Reese's pieces. <laughs> and then I ate like five of them and that was all yeah. I ate in like the last day I was uh, seventeen. Alright, so we need to wrap this one up. I think that was a good story though. Okay, so we need to wrap this up. Um I wanna say one thing I just really like on this episode because I, I like community a lot. Okay. Like I I really the like show? Community, the show community. I, also the the community, but the show Oh community. yeah, it's online. I'll uh, give you guys the link. All right, cool. It's yeah. A four minute we'll, video. We'll add it to this thing after Bruce. Um but so the the point though is uh, this episode was meta as far as being like character development y'all it's a thing don't worry about it pearl's being ridiculous for a reason everybody's being ridiculous for a reason it's a thing this is how characters Everybody's are good but it also flaws. but it also was an episode literally about them putting on a show within the show like it was very like it's about itself do you get it like and i really appreciated that and lauren zook continue to be my favorite so far those are my thoughts wow. anybody else what you got uh i do because i barely got to talk this episode <laughs> yeah that's how it works it's um, what you deserve. Hey man, I'm tired. I got work. When you pop but, in though, it's good moments. Like you're you're like you're sprinkled <laughs> in. You're you're like Garnet has one good line per episode. You're that for our podcast. Well, on the last three episodes, I had some pretty good conversations, but yeah. this time I was I guess I was just soda out or something. But anyway, um, <laughs> my my thoughts really is that yeah, this episode is really great for Pearl. Um, I still love her, even though the fandom is really like split for some reason, which I think is stupid. I think um, it's just two groups of people that are really small and very loud, personally. Yeah, yeah. it was t- two tiny people that must be four feet tall, probably, most likely. One's and red, they're one's shouting blue. Really loud. Yeah. One's red, one's blue, thing one and thing two. But... <laughs> <laughs> Everybody oh. take a poo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the ring is my rap well, star I'm not now. my thoughts into a Dr. Seuss novel. But... If, you ha- if you call yourself a rap star... You haven't reached that yet. <laughs> if I was a rap star, I would be called a homie G. Willikers. But <laughs> I, actually, <laughs> I actually wrote a rap song that I will perform when we've given all our final thoughts. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I gotta finish survive. my final thoughts. Yeah, five. survive. Um, <laughs> go, go, go. Oh, yeah, this episode is great for Pearl. Uh, but I always felt like that since the very first episode, she's been the realist. She's the one that exemplifies all the emotions in the, in the gyms. Uh, Amethyst is still a little bit detached, you know, her weird garbage disposal ways, her her penchant to fight everything, and Garnet just being more obsessed with, you know, how she's doing internally. Pearl's the one that's always exemplified, you know, the real emotions that real people feel, even though she herself is an alien. I've always felt like that this episode didn't really, like, bring that to light rather than just, I don't know, enhance what we already knew. Yeah. It showed I like, it in a yeah. normal light. It, it was like really, showing her like that without having it be like her fucking flipping and shit and losing everything. Yeah. It, still it was a very realistic portrayal of like the, that the, stage of a fight between two good friends. Yeah, but yeah, also no, that, no big drama also. So yeah. yeah. It's really nice. I, I you, like, already, you guys already said it, but the whole, you know, she not saying much. And it's really just all portrayed through just the, the way visuals, she was looking, yeah. the way she was sitting, the way she talked to Steven. It was just, it's so much different, and I mean, I really loved it. Yeah, yeah. This, this, I, I have to. There's a whole. I didn't really like the episode, but for what this, Pearl did, I liked it. I love this episode. I like 
Lauren is quickly becoming of of like after two episodes, she's already starting to become one of my favorite storyboarders. Yeah. Behind Jeff and Joe, and also another little ad again. Congratulations to Jeff, Joe, and Rebecca on line yeah, three. Really. That was fantastic. And also, I'm a big fan of Jamie. Jamie's a fantastic character. He's really fun to watch, and seeing Jamie and Steven play off each other more is hilarious. Anything with Mayor Dewey is also hilarious. Just, just this episode just had every really hilarious character just kind of doing their own thing in a small way yeah. with a, got a lot of good Pearl uh, character development. And, least, yeah, I like this, this episode. This is my least favorite yeah, episode I first agree. time. It's, um, and on the third time, it's like in my top ten. I hated yeah. it at first, it's, now I this love is, it. Uh, this is a really good episode. It's, it's been a while, I feel like, since we've had a really good episode that focused on Beach City residents. Oh, yeah, yeah. right for forever. But, like, we've had some, like, Vidalia and Onion Neal or, like, in the last one everything, but, like, we really needed one that kind of brought us highlighted back to a few members. We need of the to see Nana Floss fucking ass. We need to, need to exactly, bring it back. You know, yeah, I think I, I, I doesn't really all, qualify for a human. So I mean, we all want her to smack our asses. It's of just course, life. Uh, but yeah, I'm, <laughs> I I really do want to see you know more episodes. It's just uh, the different human characters playing off each other, like. Can you imagine what, like, a fucking meeting between Lars and Jamie would be? Because that'd be amazing. Yeah. Uh, I'm having a trouble imagining that. I forgot that. who Lars was for a second. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. Honestly, I, oh, all, man, all your those, life those... was so good during that second. <laughs> yeah, I, I honestly, I feel like I'm probably in my minority, and I think Max will agree with this, and he just basically said it, but the, everybody's always like, I want more plot, and at this point, I'm like, I can take a breather. Show me what's going on with Sadie right now. Like, I need to See, know yeah. what's going on. I miss them. Like, it's been a while since I've been back in town. I'm, I'm uh, prepared not to her shake. I'll, I can take a second. I actually had this thought uh, earlier today. I was like, I kept thinking, I was like, oh man, I'm, I'm like, I'm one of those people. I love the homeworld plot. I love the homeworld gems. It's probably been established at this point. Jasper, yeah, really. Lapis, and Perry are my favorite really characters. So yeah, but and I'm sitting there. I'm like, every time like we're, I'm not watching the show. I'm like, man, I want to see where this plot goes. I want to see what the hell is going to happen with Malachite and all that stuff. But then when the episodes like this and episodes like Onion Friend come on. I completely forget about the homeworld plot, and I just get caught up. And that's how good the show, how well the show is written. And we just keep like, like despite the fact that you want to see this big, this big alien plot happen, you're just so happy to like see the the residents of Beach City be the residents of Beach City. Beach City, yeah. Sorry, yeah, I think my mic cut <laughs> off. My mic cut off. Well, it was almost yeah. Buddy City. I was, I, was like, I was like, "What city is it?" Yeah. All right, we're getting we're we're overtime right now, so we gotta yeah. go. Um. So now it's time for my sick fucking Do it, yeah, it's fast, do it. Randy, give me a beat. All right, beat's going. All right. Riggity-dee, sell all your teeth. Use your teeth money to buy a car. Use the car to run over some kids. Use the kids' blood to water your fields. Use your fields to grow teeth trees. Harvest the teeth. From those trees, teeth are all that matter, yeah. teeth are all that need. Yeah. Sell teeth, buy teeth, lose teeth, gain yeah. teeth. That's the way the economy works. Word. Yeah. 2015, y'all. <laughs> the Ringo Zone embarrassing ourselves. We don't bam, 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 bam. I'm not embarrassed. Blah, 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 blah. Jason, That's the 411, yo. We love you. We'll all repeat Peace. it a million times until we cut out. See you later. Word out. Peace. This is for the team. Talking rap words. We're saying hip hop words.